in last week, I asked a question, uh, I guess it was Tuesday night, about Jesus' statement in John 14, 20. And it really is out of John 16, where he says in John 16, 6, and then 14, 20, 16, 16. I said 16, 6, but 16, 16. Jesus says, a little while, and you shall not see me. And again, a little while, and you shall see me because I go to the Father. All right. In John 14, 20, Jesus said, at that day, you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Now, what's the difference in this statement in John 14, 20, and John 16, 16, where we were at, and the statement made in verses 10 and 11 of John 14. I want you to look at this and let it sink in. He says, in 1410, he says, Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of myself, but the Father who dwells in me, he does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works themselves. All right. If Jesus was in the Father and the Father in him upon the earth, then why did he say, I'm going to the Father? And then further, when the Spirit comes, you will know I am in the Father. Why would he say that? If the Father was already in him, and he was already in the Father, why would he say, I'm going to the Father? Okay, this is question. And I want you to consider this question. Because I believe the church as a whole, really has. They've read over these scriptures, but they, but I don't know if they have considered them, that he was standing on the earth and he said, he that has sent me is with me. He told them this more than once, that God was with him, that God was in him, and that he was in God when he was standing on the earth. Now, the concept I had of the Father and the Son growing up in the Pentecostal church that I grew up in was the Son was down here on the earth and the Father was somewhere I'm looking up, up in heaven. It's a concept. And that's a common concept. But Jesus said, He that sent me is with me. And not only did he say he's with me, he says to the Jews, the disciples there in John, recording John 14, believest thou not that I am in my Father? And 
My father is in me. That's what he says. I am in my father, and my father is in me. So Jesus was in a place in the earth that no other man was walking. There was no other man upon the earth walking where Jesus was walking in God. Okay? Because he was living on the earth in God. He said, I always do that that pleases my Father. He said, I and my Father are one. So when Jesus spoke, God spoke. When Jesus acted, God acted. Now, I know Jesus was the Word made flesh, but he's speaking of a divine relationship that he was to bring the church into. That's what he's speaking of. So Jesus, walking in the earth, was declaring that in the heavens, upon the earth. And he was living in that relationship. Now, as I look at that relationship, I want to come to the book of Corinthians, And we'll probably get back into that relationship in a moment. But in the book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14 says, The love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live to themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Now let's stop right here for a minute. Christ died for all, that they which live should live, unto him that died and rose again. And that's why he says, wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. So if we live unto him, we're not knowing one another by the flesh. We're knowing one another according to Christ. Hear that. So your relationship with one another is according to Christ. Your understanding is according to him. Now, verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Though we're not knowing after the flesh, we're a new creature. 
Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God. I hadn't determined to say this tonight, but here's this God all in all again. Here's all things of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in God's, in Christ's stead, be you reconciled to God. For he have made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Some time ago when we started this study, I told you one of the definitions in the word reconcile is to exchange. And I want you to look at this 2 Corinthians very, very closely. Here, what we just read. So here's the exchange. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Why was he not imputing their trespasses unto them because he took them up on himself. Okay. Jesus bore our sins. He that knew no sin became sin. That we would be made the righteousness of God in him. See, that's the exchange. He that knew no sin became sin that we who only knew sin <laughs> will become the righteousness of God in him. That's a pretty good exchange. How he did that was through his death, burial, and resurrection. He reconciled us into his death, putting the old man to death, that the newness of life would come forth in you and I. So the old man was placed upon Christ. That's the same thing, the exchange. The old man is up on Christ and crucified. The just for the unjust, right? Now, in Christ, you're a new creature. Okay, So Jesus had to come into the world. God had to come into the world to reconcile the world. Why did he have to reconcile the world? Well, because the world knew not God. We've read scripture says the world knew not God. So in order to know God, God had to reconcile us to himself. And how he did that was through the person of the gospel, which is good news, Jesus Christ. So through Jesus Christ, God came into the world 
to bring the world back to himself. Okay? To save that which was lost in Adam. So, so Adam fell short of the glory of God. He, he didn't know God's purpose. And mankind as a whole, natural man, doesn't know the purpose of God. Not aware of it. It's not in his mind. And if you talk to him about the purpose of God, he, he'll tell you something about someday over there. We'll know. That's probably the best he'll tell you. Or, you know, I, I, I live a good life. I've got a good job. I've got a good wife. I have four kids and a Mercedes-Benz or a Cadillac. So God's blessing me. And I'm not against God giving you, I wish he'd give you all Mercedes-Benz. I take it up a notch from a Cadillac. So I'm not against that. I believe God has given you uh, uh, things you need. I, I believe that. So I'm not against that. I'm not making light of it because he does. He's, he's blessed me in the natural exponentially. But having said that, the gospel of Jesus Christ is he's now reconciled me to God that I would know that of God because in myself, I did not have that ability. I hadn't seen, ear hadn't heard. It had never entered into my heart. What God prepared for those that loved him. Now, if I think on that scripture, what God prepared for those that love him, Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house are many mansions or many dwelling places. I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you maybe also, that you would know now the things of God, what the eye hadn't seen, the ear hadn't heard, and what had not entered into the heart, you know through the person of Jesus Christ who has brought us to himself, reconciled us to himself, reconciled us from Adam, from the first, to know that of God, to come to the divine purpose of God, to be filled with the glory of God. That's pretty good reconciliation. God was in Christ, just like we started tonight. The Father in me doeth the works. 
So it was God's mind to reconcile the world to himself. And all this is in the types and shadows. If you go back and you study Israel, Israel was in Egypt. And we, we were in a study not too long ago where we were looking at a lot of those scriptures of Israel being in Egypt. And God speaks and says, I have come down to bring them out and up unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, what does that sound like? I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Does it not? Well, that's fulfillment to that. God came down and through the man Moses, notice that, through a man, he leads them out. Why do you keep doing it through a man? Because this salvation was going to come through a man. Why did it have to come through a man? I alluded to this, I think Tuesday night, maybe last Sunday night, God had given dominion in the earth to man. So the kingdoms of this world were ruled by men. They still are, natural world. You can flip on the news, and you can find the kingdoms of the world. But Jesus says, be of what? Good cheer. I have overcome the world. So as those that are in Christ, what is our mission to the world? Okay. Be ye reconciled. We have the ministry of reconciliation. We, folks, are the answer to the world. Because God is in us. And he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. That's what Paul says. We are ambassadors of Christ. What's, a, what's an ambassador in the natural? In the natural, if someone's an ambassador of a country, they're going to another country and they're bringing the tidings of that country into another country. They may go into that country and negotiate this, that, or the other, right? They're, in a, they're the ambassador, for example, of the United States. And they go into Portugal. So they're declaring the tidings of the U.S., many times they're talking about the good tidings of the U.S. to Portugal. We are the ambassadors of Jesus Christ. See, if the church would understand this, I'm telling you, it, it could blow this whole world up. The church thinks it's in a war with the world. Today, especially, we've, we've watched through the political scheme of the world that the church has this mindset, I've got to fight the world. Jesus says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And he tells the church, you're not, you're in the world, but you're not of it. Why am I left in the world? Why not just yank me out of the world 
Let me just enjoy the Lord. Move on. Because the world's a mess. Why is we are the ambassadors of the kingdom? As God is beseeching them through us to share with them the good news. He's not imputing your sins against you. He took your sins. He crucified your old man, your nature. He brought you to death, and he brings you into new life. There's no one that has a better message to declare in the earth today than the church. No one. If the church understood, it has the message to declare. It's a trumpet, a voice of the Lord. And it should be sounding the gospel, the good news voice to the world. A lot of times that's not what I hear from the church. I don't hear comfort. I don't hear no condemnation in Christ. I hear contrary to that. We are a people that our feet has been shod with the gospel of peace. See, see, the only people that can go into the world and bring peace into the world, I mean, you may get a peace treaty, but I'm talking about the peace of soul, the peace of mind, is the church. That's it. Because God came into the world. God, God just didn't say, well, we're just done with the world. He came into it and exchanged himself for it. Yeah. He became the propitiation. He became the sacrifice. He became the righteous man. He became the only man that could live righteously under the law. He became the Savior of the world. God himself did. That's why he said in Isaiah, beside me there is no Savior. I, even I am Jehovah. King James says, I even I am the Lord. And beside me there is no Savior. So he emptied himself. And he came into the world in the person of Jesus Christ to reconcile the world to himself. Now, now this is where it gets a little fuzzy here, is that to himself part. Because people say, well, God reconciled all men. Okay, okay. Well, it's to himself. Well, God's self is not the carnal mind. So, so if I'm reconciled to God, self, it's to know the mind of the Lord. See, this is where this reconciliation message can get real fuzzy. Because 
A lot of people that preach it believe, well, he reconciled all men and and everybody go out there and have a good time. You're all reconciled. You and your carnal mind. No. No, 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 no. That's why the cross. That the old man would be destroyed. The old man would not come through. That's why the death had to take place. So, so that we would come to God's self. Live unto him. It's what we read in 2 Corinthians 5. We live unto him. Well, how can I live unto someone I do not know? I couldn't. Well, he's given me his spirit himself. He put himself in me. I could jump up and down every time I realized that. God, who created all things. Now, this is me. You may disagree with me. Became a baby in a manger. Lived among men. Grew up and felt man. Felt mankind. Felt it. To be, the writer of Hebrews says, a merciful high priest in all things. Ultimately, to die the death of the cross. To take it all the way to Calvary. That we would know him. In, in the simplicity of the gospel, this is eternal life that you might know him, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. And how I know the only true God is in the person of Jesus Christ. It's the, that's it. I don't know him any other way. So the Holy Spirit comes into me and shows me the person. And that's good news. Because I learn him. I know him. And of his fullness we've received. Grace upon grace. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. That's reconciliation, folks. Me who knew not God. Me who didn't have the ability to know God. Me who was a big zero. Being called a son of God. Not by anything I did. No. Not by anything I could accomplish in myself. But through the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, through him. I know the things of God. I see the things of God. I declare the things of God. So we are given this word. Why? 
that people would see him. People would magnify him. People would be glorified in him. We're given the ministry of reconciliation. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Well, so God, so Christ, had to be made a man. Just want to read a couple more scriptures and I'll be done. We know, 1 John 5, 18 says, we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not or doesn't miss the mark. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself and that wicked one touches him not. And we know that we are of God in the whole world. That word world is cosmos. It's the same word world up above that we read before that God was reconciling the world. But the whole world lies in, the, in wickedness, or the wicked one, according to translation. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. What have I been talking to you to, about tonight? An understanding to know him that is true. The Son of God come, because we couldn't know him that is true, right? He took upon us, upon him us. Made an exchange, took us upon him, died the death of the cross, that we would be a new creation in him and know the things of God. This is, this is it again here in John, that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, Keep yourselves from idols. And I wrote a note here. The arrangement of the world is wickedness. Cosmos is the orderly arrangement. Okay? How did the arrangement of the world become wicked? Through Adam, sin entered the world. And death by sin. So that became its adornment. It's adorned there, and you see that in the world today. But be a good cheer. You're not of the world. So why am I in the world then? To reconcile, to increase the kingdom of God in the earth. To share Jesus Christ the Lord to manifest his glory. Whew. That's why. Praise his holy name. Well, had a whole bunch more scriptures. I'll leave them alone, but we'll pick them up, Lord willing, next Sunday night. But I want you to know God had to come into the world because the world had no Savior. The world had no way to escape. And when I'm talking about the world, I'm talking about mankind, men, women, had no way to escape the arrangement they were in, sin and death. Had no way to get into light and life. They couldn't get there through a self-help book. <laughs> they couldn't meditate themselves there. They couldn't pr even pray themselves there. 
Jesus had to come. And he came to reconcile the world. You could say back to the plan and purpose of God. That God intended from creation. God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. So he brought the world back to God's intended purpose. Now, is all the world walking in God's intended purpose? Absolutely not. All you got to do is turn on channel whatever news. And you see the chaos of the world. But the church shouldn't be in chaos because it should know it's the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it has the ministry of his reconciliation to declare the new creation to declare the kingdom of God here in the earth. Well, we'll leave it there. Uh, I'm going to stop.